What is going on, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of Respect the Game podcast. My name is Edward, raised by three Trello OGs, three Trello Gs, my mama, my grandmother, and my, uh, my pops. Please make sure you follow at Emac Stats for all your up-to-date high school, professional, and collegiate sports coverage. We're not disappointed. We'll keep you up-to-date on all that's going on in this beautiful sports world that we have going on. As always, I'm just one person. I am Nate Daniel on the podcast with all my brethren. So, fellas, please introduce yourself to the beautiful listeners. Hey, man. Sean Hoy is the charismatic hood excellence at his finest, a.k.a. Big Brother Iron Man, sir. <laughs> you know, reporting live for duty, man. Let's go. Yo, it's the one and only. It's the host with the most, the blows, the most smoke, black peace, the rap plug, the hip-hop plug. You already know. You should go check me out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast from. You guess where you can find me at, man. Let's go. Good afternoon, beautiful people. I am Sedacious Xavier Miles. Go follow me at Sedacious on Instagram and on Twitter. On behalf of me and my brothers, I want to say thank you so much. Let's go, bro. Uh, Alrighty then, beautiful people. So this podcast is all things NFL divisional round. I don't believe the conversation. Hey, is going. are we just gonna skip me? Oh, you didn't introduce yourself. <laughs> no, bro. In my defense, in my defense, the only reason I started is because the day she went, and I know he's glad he's like you. But that's not my fault. My bad. That's on me. That's on me. I fumbled the bag. Yo, what? I fumbled the bag. My bad. Yeah, that's dumb. It's a A. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Coach Johnson. I am here to, uh, I am the the husband of Jordan. I'm the father of Parker Induce. I'm here to bring just a slight bit of controversy to help you reason out your thoughts just a little bit better and help you see the game the right way. Take it away, Edward. <laughs> the disrespect just started out early. That's not selection. Like that, that's not my fault. <laughs> a lot more of that where it's coming from. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start it off. Listeners, y'all could give y'all answer to this question in the comment section. I'm going to start off with Black Peace Darnell. If you had to pick today, who do you want to lead your team, your football team, out of two players, two quarterbacks, Josh Allen or Dak Prescott, who would you pick, Darnell? Ooh, on the spot. Um, Dak Prescott or one more time? Josh, Josh Allen. I'm going to say Josh Allen, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's Josh I'm going to have to say Josh Thanks. Allen. Sean Hart is a Josh Allen or Dak Prescott to lead your team. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen. Coach Johnson, Josh Allen or Dak Prescott to lead your football club. Uh this 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 question is about the same as the uh Patrick Mahomes or Kirk Cousins question that was asked a couple weeks ago. Obviously, Josh Allen. All right. That brings us to for the record, I would choose Josh Allen over Dak Prescott. That brings us to Sedacious Miles, the diehard Cowboys fan. Before I even give you the question, you know the question, so you have time to ponder on it if you feel like you need to, but just 
let's Josh Allen, the same the dual shootout he had against the Chiefs. Um, it has been stated by Sedacious. Josh Allen has been coveted in a system where his flaws can be covered up by a great defense, number one defense in the Bills, who gave up 42 points against the Chiefs, and that's a great defense. 30, 42 overall, overtime, 36 in regulation. It is stated by Sedacious, hey, Josh Allen is only who y'all think he is because of Stephon Diggs being a great and elite receiver in the NFL. Without Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen would be irrelevant in this football league. So you go to a you go to a highly high, a high profile game going against the Chiefs division around. Hey, without Stephon Diggs, there's no Josh Allen. Then you go look at Josh Allen's stats. 329 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And Stephon Diggs only has three receptions for seven yards. So he was able to come up with well over 90% of his passing yards and his success without Stephon Diggs. Um, so with that information, him excelling without Stephon Diggs, him excelling despite his uh, defense not playing that great or giving up as many points as they did, Sedacious right now as it is presently constructed to lead your football club, Josh Allen or Dak Prescott. <laughs> you are in that one. That's okay. You are in that one. That's okay. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm a, I'm a real N word, so uh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to go with the boy Josh. Man, I ain't gonna lie. Hey! I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I I I don't want to say too much about my quarterback because he's still my quarterback. But you know, as it stands, Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. So now, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, Dak is still to me, especially. But pause. But you know, you know, Josh Josh Allen hard. No, this Chiefs game did it for me. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. When I watched this Chiefs game, I was like, okay, yeah, no, nah, I gotta, I gotta stop playing because it's a difference between like, you know, what I'm saying being like just ignorant to the fact and like seeing it, and you know, what I'm saying it's still like, you know, what I'm saying like not. But yeah, man, Josh Allen, yeah, he's a good quarterback. You know, and he's like he's. He's like, it's almost like every game, you know, say so he like powered up more and more and more. So that's good to see. But yeah, he got me on record. Uh, I won't say a whole bunch of curse words, but I won't. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, this podcast is going to be easier than I thought, to be honest with you. It brings me joy that you have finally put respect on Josh Allen's name. Like you say, you could be ignorant to the fact and just be a hater, but you put you put you finally put some respect on his name. Uh Josh Allen so far three and three in the playoffs. Uh out of six games and Dak Prescott is only one and four. That game against the Chiefs that just passed he had hundred and thirty six passer rating. 
and for Dak Prescott, his highest passer rating in the playoffs, 2016 uh, season, it was a 103.2. So, so yeah, man. I mean, besides the playoffs and the regular season, Josh Josh Allen is that guy compared to Dak Prescott. But so they submitted that fans, please, our listeners, let us know who would y'all pick, Josh Allen or Dak Prescott. Um, I mean, the Chiefs. Since we're on this Chiefs game. Who wants to who wants to tackle it first? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Before we go there, Coach Johnson, I know you said you had a revelation you wanted to reveal. I don't know if that's pertaining to the Chiefs or not. If it's not, we can talk about it later. But if it, it is, we can talk it, about it. It is it is it is pertaining to the Chiefs. Uh is it it's pertaining to, uh to, to one player. So I'm a, I'm uh preface it with uh my last coaching gig, uh our head coach uh told me one day, he was like, Man, Coach Johnson you are uh you have a high football IQ you're really good at uh, at scheme uh you know especially from the offensive side of the ball but even from special teams point of view uh you're really really good at uh teaching uh the players and getting them to do the things that you want them to do but you are terrible at personnel and uh and I couldn't I didn't I didn't I couldn't realize it, or at least I didn't understand why. I, I knew why he was saying it, but I, I, di- I couldn't understand why I was so bad at personnel until uh, this weekend when I was thinking about Travis Kelsey, right? Because I was trying to think, even before I had my, my little hot take that obviously went wrong prior to this year uh, or, or prior to the beginning of the season, uh, I really didn't like Travis Kelsey. I was like, I knew, you know, that he was productive on the field. I didn't really like him. And I couldn't I couldn't understand why. And I was like, oh, I get it now. I get it. Uh, I am such an idealist, and I'm such a, you know, rule for all, hey, you know, things are supposed to go this way, bam, bam. You're supposed to, you know, eight-yard eight route, you're supposed to do it eight yards and, and do it this way and then turn around at this spot and, you know, cut clean here, 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 right? Uh, and Travis Kelsey does not do that. But Travis Kelsey is a master at just, hey, I'm just going to get open. He's a master at it. He, he is a master at it. He, he, uh, and so, uh, which was obvious on, on that, uh, uh, the, uh, the, the play to get them in the field goal range. Um, and he does that all the time. And it does not look like it's drawn up on the whiteboard. And a part of me uh, this, that just irks the crap out of me. A part of me that just irks the crap out of me. Uh, because I'm like, I'm like, hey, Airbnb has spent many, many hours on the whiteboard trying to scheme you up, and you just throw that out the window and say, okay, hey, look, I'm just gonna drop right here in the zone. Uh, and so uh, that's, yeah, it is, it is, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's beautiful, especially when it, when it works, but uh, and it, it works often, but uh, but it doesn't, it's not whiteboard consistent. So that's that's all. So. Yeah, so because of stuff like that, that's why I'm, uh, I have some terrible takes when it comes to personnel stuff. But uh, I'm glad Travis Kelsey was, was able to help me uh, to grow in that department uh, this weekend. So, What I hear you saying is you're more so of a textbook guy. And maybe, a, maybe a, idealist. A, another idealist, another analogy that I take from what you said is 
you're more of a color within the lines. None of that abstract stuff outside of the lines of other different colors. You don't want a Picasso. You want A, B, C, D, and the colors are supposed to be put in inside these color shades. Type yep, of guy. Yep. yep. Hey, War, you got to learn about Coach Johnson today. Count your blessings. <laughs> nah, man. Um, hey, Coach Johnson, I give you high praise for, you know, revealing that, being transparent about that, um, you know, because it's easy to be like, hey, man, yeah, you know, uh, so much for Travis Kelsey uh, falling off that cliff. Um, and even for you to even furthermore, if you're just like, I ain't liking it because – I ain't really like the routes, but <laughs> but um, but yo, respect to you for that, man. Res- much respect to you for that. Um, was this a great offensive battle, or was this poor defense? Poor defensive assignment. When you talk about this Bills Chiefs game, I think it was great offense. Uh, the last um. 10 minutes of the game, I think the I think the defense is for the first three quarters actually played pretty sound. Um, I mean, if you look if you look at the uh, the quarter box scores, right? You had first quarter seven seven, second quarter seven seven, third quarter seven and nine, and then an explosion in the fourth quarter, really in the last five minutes or so, uh, where uh, the defense is just you know the 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 offensive power just just happened to take over. Uh, you you had uh, coverage busts on both ends um, that that you know started to, started to happen. Both you know, I mean, it's a com- combination of the two. Both offenses finally started trying to you know strike strike it while it's hot. They stopped trying to get cute. They they started to uh, hey, you know what? Let's put the ball in our best players' hands, right? Uh, and then you know when it counted, right? So they, they didn't you know, hey, on third and two, let's not. Uh, hey, on third and two, how about this for the Bills? Let's let's hand it off to our guy who is not really a polished receiver or not really a great running back, but he was a good track guy. So on third and two, let's give it to him instead of giving it to our 6'5", 245-pound quarterback who's been running all over the defense. Oh, dang it, on fourth and one, let's punt. Oh, hey, hey, we're the Chiefs. Hey, look, hey, we don't want Patrick Mahomes uh, uh, doing a quarterback sneak, so we got Blake Bell. He used to play quarterback. He's, he's going to do it. It was third and one, and Tyreek Hill just almost scored on, on, a, on a punt return. And we're going to run the ball three times in the red zone. We're not going to let Patrick Mahomes touch the ball at all. We're going to give it to Blake Bell, and he's going to run the option. And, oh, snap, we lose four yards. Hey, we got to kick the field goal. None of that happens in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, they were like, okay, hey, you know what? Give the ball to our guys and let, let our guys uh, uh, show it up. And then that made the defense to look stupid. And it was nice to see. It was it was uh, incredible to see, see these boys battle it out. So, but you did have some coverage busts at, at the end of the game, though. It was it was pretty bad on the Chiefs. Was, Gabriel Davis is good. I'm I'm done. Gabriel Davis is good. He's not four touchdowns, two hundred yards. Good. With Travis Kelsey being unique of a player like that, um, I just think it breeds certain moments to where, hey, look, I can go off schedule. Maybe. You know, certain routes and certain players and certain teams, and we see it all the time. You play it by the book so much, you can run right into coverage and, you know, you force your quarterback to, you know, thread the needle and make mistakes that he doesn't necessarily have to make if you make an intelligent enough football play. But a lot of the times, that quarterback and tight end or quarterback-receiver connection isn't as 
you know, kinetic or magnetic as Kelsey and Mahomes is, you know, they always, you know, seemingly on the same page, right? You know, always wanting to, hey, one band, one sound. I already used the Big Brother Iron Man reference, you know, earlier. And um, I just think, like I said, you know, they on one accord. But, man, you want to talk about the Chiefs just, you know, being who I thought they were? Um, let's, I mean, let's talk about it. Like, uh, my God, this this man Patrick, I, I've never seen anything like it. Like, if you – I don't want to say it because it's too early. I don't want to be Nick Wright on the show, per se, and just be a homer. But Patrick Mahomes, outside of Tom Brady, because Tom Brady is like – at that guard level that MJ is at as far as, like, with basketball. You want to put him aside? Bro, he's the most clutch player that I've ever seen, and he's only been in the league four or five years. It's absolutely unreal what he's done in the most pressurized situation. The lowest accomplishment that he has had with the ending of a season is ending it in the AFC Championship. I just want that to sink in with everybody. That's like his floor. Like, if I don't do nothing else and, you know, the season don't go the way I want it to go, we can lose in the AFC Championship. Some teams never reach it. Texans have never been there as a franchise. We've been around for 20-plus years. He's been there four times. Or this is going to be four because you know it's coming. We know. You, you you better know. But, I mean, just a complete, like you said, Coach, explosion in the fourth quarter, just a complete command of the offense. And I want to give my kudos and flowers to Josh Allen right now because, like everybody did, come to the consensus, man, he's a, he's a top five quarterback in the league, hands down, right? Like, that's he cemented that, you know, with this playoff run. And I feel like that just speaks to, the greatness even more of Patrick Mahomes. That's why you pay this man half a billion dollars. That's why you do it. Literally for like two nights ago. That's why you do that. That's why you pay that man half a billion dollars. Because nobody else on planet Earth could have came back. 13 seconds, number one defense in the league. Number one in points allowed. Number one in yards allowed. That same defense yeah, I'm going to go down the field in 13 seconds and get us in field goal range, and you're not going to touch the ball in OT, and we're going to kill you. And by the way, the Chiefs campaign for the rules to be different so the other team could have a chance. And to the, all the people that's on Twitter, on social media going crazy, oh, they need really need to change the rules. The Chiefs campaigned and banged on the table for the rules to be changed. And what the Bills do in the rest of the league? unanimously vote against it. We don't want to do that. And guess what? You made that bet a couple years ago, and Patrick Mahomes just tucked y'all behind in tonight. That's exactly what he did. <laughs> and that's all she wrote, man. This dude is legendary. Never seen anything like it. What can you say? If you don't think the Chiefs went in the Super Bowl after that, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I don't even know if I respect you. I, I don't know. I don't know. We just have to have a talk one on one, man to man. I don't know if you got something going on at the house, or it, I don't know. I really don't. 
because Matthew Stafford ain't that. No other quarterback that's left is like that. And I love Joe Burrow, but he's not that. Well, so uh, I want to leave room for everybody else to talk before I respond. Okay. Uh, so you said a lot of good stuff, Lizzo. Um, I think the the crowning of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl or winning it all, I think. And I'm, I'm just, like, assuming from your mind, just, like, all what you said. I think that has more to do with their resume before what just happened recently to be like, oh, okay, they're back in rap form like they've always been. But you talk about, like, nobody being at his, like, clutch level, so to speak, whereas – What's his name? Now put Brady aside. I put Brady aside. Yeah, yeah, no, right. Throwing Brady aside. We, we don't we yeah. don't even touch Brady. But Matthew Stafford has the most comeback drive in the league since he came into the league. I know people may not care, but just for the sake of how many playoff wins? No, he just really. got some playoff wins too. Just recently, just re- Yeah, I mean, but you know, just just nit, just nitpicking at that, and so Christian, I come back to you. Whereas, obviously, we talked about the holes with the Chiefs, so on and so forth, mm-hmm. and I don't know how this may how you may view this now. You said starting off, hey, the way to beat them, or hey. One of their flaws may be they just have Travis, they just have Tyreek, you know, if mm-hmm. other guys don't step up, the Chiefs will plummet. Uh, kind of saw that a little bit in the in the uh, Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. And so I know every time I bring it up, I bring up the stats to just be like, oh, Jared McKinnon, five receptions, 54 yards, seven targets. Byron Pringle, 50 re- five receptions, 29 yards, one touchdown. Nicole Hardman. One reception, 26 yards. Noah Gray, mm-hmm. two receptions, 14 yards, and so on and so forth. Like, when you hear that compared to maybe what you see or maybe just hearing all the stats, do you consider that the other guy stepping up aside from Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, or do you or do you say it doesn't really matter what they did because Tyreek Hill had 11 receptions for 150 yards and one touchdown, and Travis Kelsey had eight receptions for 96 yards and one touchdown. Uh, if we're just talking about, if we're just talking about, uh, really, I'll, I'll just I'll say the playoffs. So the, the Chiefs in the playoffs are, are not the, what the Chiefs were during the uh, regular season. Uh, but uh, the first three names that you that you brought up, Byron Pringle. Uh, Jared McKinnon and uh, Miko Harmon. Now, Jared McKinnon was not slotted to start uh, at the beginning of the year. Um, I, f- I forgot he was even on the roster. Um, he is the best running back on the team. Um, that's clear. It should be clear to everybody. Um, he is a dog. He is a dog. Um, and so um, uh, I probably would have would have probably changed my tone a little bit. If I would have realized that uh, they were using like 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 he's been used for the past few weeks, uh, but he he's a dog. Uh, as far as Brian Pringle and uh, Nicole Hartman, hey, they they stepped up. First touchdown, uh, Brian Pringle went up and went up and got that joint. 
McCole Hartman shot out of a mother freaking cannon. I mean, I, this, this was a two-yard game. And next thing I know, he's running for 40 yards. Uh, that's what he was drafted to do, uh, stuff like that. And so uh, th- th- I believe those guys stepping up in the moments that they did early on in the game allowed Kelsey and Hill to have the dominant uh, second-half performances that, that they did um, uh, because, uh, you know, now, now the Bills have to be worried about everybody, right? Hey, we try to take away Hill, we try to take away Kelsey. Okay, Byron Primo scores. Okay, Jeremy Kinn is killing us. Okay, that gum, there go Miko Harmon. All right, and then, you know, next thing you know, okay, they go to Cheetah for 68 yards. Uh, and so, oh, step up, and it looks like they're coming in the rare form. Um, and, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they are they are looking very, very scary right now uh, for the rest of the field. Um, now, as far as crowning them uh, Super Bowl champions right now, I don't know if we can do that, but <laughs> – uh, but they are looking very scary right now. So, uh, yeah, I would I will say that. Noah Gray, though, I mean, two two fourteen. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think my my last thing to add to the Chiefs Bills, unless anybody has something. Oh, hey, hey, real, hey, some real real quick. Uh, I, I do want to throw some respect out to somebody else. I I was dogging uh, Orlando Brown uh, on the pod pretty much all year, and. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, and also, I mean, hey, now look, look, he Orlando Brown did not play like he was worth that first round pick. Uh, uh, you know, premier left tackle all season now, but he was dogging the heck out of whoever he was, whoever that was at the end for the Bills. There was a couple times during the broadcast where he was <laughs> literally dying. I was watching the game with my neighbor. I was like, "Yo, bro, watch Orlando Brown." He was dogging him. Uh, I think according to PFF, he was the second highest graded tackle or the first highest graded tackle behind, uh, with or behind uh, Trent Williams for this past weekend. Uh, he balled out. So, hey, if the if the Chiefs can get from all the all the guys, right? Obviously, Pat, if Pat can play like that and not play like he played during the regular season, if uh, we can get from Tyreek what we get from Tyreek and, and Travis what we get from him, and then uh, the other the other guys can step up if we can get you know McKinnon. Hartman, Pringle, Orlando Brown to step up like he did this past weekend. The Chiefs are not going to be beat. The thing with the Chiefs is, hey, can they be can they be consistent for a full game uh, when it when it counts? Um, you know, if they play like they did uh, during the uh, wild card weekend, if they play like that this past weekend, a full game, but when it counts though. That's kind of like an oxymoron. Either it's the full game or it's when it counts. Or does the full so, game... So, okay, okay. What, 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 I, what I meant by that. So, when it counts, I'm saying... What I meant by, by the when it counts is against teams that, that can take advantage of them slipping. Right? So, um, you know, the... Like, like you point... You didn't say it on the pod. You said it before the pre-pod. There was a uh, 99.8% chance or whatever that they were about to lose this game, right? Um, They didn't play perfectly through the whole game, okay? That just needs to be stated. They did not play perfectly through the whole game, whether that's play calling, whether that's stuff from different players. They did not play perfectly. They they did not look like a perfect team out there during the whole game, okay? They did have a 99.8% chance 
to lose the game with 13 seconds left. It does need to be stated. Number two, though, if they would have played it how they played in the first half of the Steelers game, if they would have played that same way this past week, they would have got mollywhopped off the field. Now, they didn't play that way through the, through the first half. They, you know, they were still consistent. You know, Mahomes had, had a look in his eyes. What I'm saying is, you know, they, Coach, they, what I think people want to hear is people want to talk about the Chiefs in a positive light and not hang out around this. Rich well, I'm, I, look, look, I'm, I'm trying, I'm here to bring to a little right bit of now. balance. I want I mean, to be fruitful when I speak and I want to speak. I got you. I'm, 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 I'm going to a little bit of balance. And, brother, and I, and I get that. You are making me prime proof. No, it was a bit somber as you. Spoke those things about Well, Isaac, you have to also consider that you know he's he's gonna harp on the flaws of the Chiefs because he would love to see them dethroned. True, so, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so I'm yeah. just saying it to the tune of how he, you know, I just felt as though as we transition, you know, onto you know bigger and better things, I just felt like a positive spin. Ending the Chiefs would be more fitting. Yeah, I've, I've been positive. I said, hey, they play, they play like that. They will be Super Bowl champs. But we need to understand that the Chiefs have a history of throwing in a towel for a couple of quarters. Here, here's okay. So I'll say a uh, couple things, and we'll get off of them. Tyron so, was hurt in the secondary, which is why I feel like if Tyron was healthy, they don't get those throws off. But I digress. I believe. One of the most underrated quotes or terms or adages on the podcast comes from Isaac and talking about being situationally great. So guys may take plays off, the teams may take plays off, they may look a little somber, they may look like they are incohesive or you know, putting together good drives, but when the time is called, will they answer the bell? And thus far the Chiefs have been doing that. And and that could and that and you could even argue if or when they get to the Super Bowl, you could be bad for three quarters, but if the other team isn't able to capitalize on that and you're able to pull off a championship, people are not gonna say he was trash for three quarters. They're gonna say he won the Super Bowl. Um they so, are gonna have to sing your praises. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Winning cures all, winning covers up all. I was thinking about what you said, Coach Johnson, when you were saying that uh, the coach that you was with was telling me, man, you are terrible at personnel. And I think about, I don't know if you got this same quote from that coach or from uh, from that time. Me and you was having a conversation, and it was just like, hey, sometimes when the game is on the line, you, textbook, plays, personnel, I, I guess if you run the right route the way I drew it up, I guess I agree with you. When the game is on the line, sometimes you're going to call plays, Mm-hmm. So you got to keep that in your head, coach man. You got to. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> nah. I mean, that would be that would be synonymous with what I said what I said earlier about the the both teams getting too cute. Hey, put the ball in your best player's hand. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but now, great, great conversation on that. Let's uh move along. Um, Bucks Rams. So, Coach Johnson. Black Peace, Black Peace, you, you 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 were not sure why you were picking against Tom Brady. I know Izzo, you had the clause on whether or not Wars was or were not was not going to play. He ended up not playing. You said if he didn't play, you was going to ride out uh, with the Rams. 
he didn't play. Obviously, the Bucks lost that game. Black Peace, I don't know if it was a hunch, if it was your spidey senses. Like, what made you choose against Brady and inevitably come out right with that decision? Um, one thing I felt like this was too good of a year for the Bucks, and it felt like um, they they went too easily uh, last year. Uh, I felt like they had like a struggle to make the playoffs more competitive for their own selves, and also um, let's not ignore the elephant in the room. Antonio Brown is not there, and they needed an extra weapon. Now, despite his you know antics and so on and so forth, they needed one more weapon to just kind of like edge out that team. That team is stacked on offense and defense with superstars. Von Miller, uh, Aaron Donald, Odell Beckham Jr., Stafford. I even give Akers a little credit. And of course, um, um, Cup, of course. So it's just like, I looked at it and I'm like, dude, like only way I can see them winning is if who gets the ball last. And I'm not putting it past Fearless Stafford at this point. You know, Stafford is he's he's gonna nut up or shut up. So giving him the the chance to be that guy, I could you know, I was like, Yeah, he's that guy to do it. And and uh, there's a lot of chance a lot of times in AFC, a lot of quarterbacks wasn't up to the challenge. Stafford never ever got the chance to step up to the challenge. So you know, I was like, you know, go hard or go home. Right on. Um, I was looking at that game today, man. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm I'm gonna be consistent with dying on the hill of Tom Brady, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady, and it was a great game. And um, I think I would I think I give a lot of respect to the Rams, and in this game, uh, I want to. When we talked about appropriate blame rating percentage or what have you, I I get I was getting infuriated with the Bucks defense. Um but at the same time, like I said, hey, if it's not for them, the game isn't as close as it was. We don't really necessarily have an extra piece to go up against a defense like the Rams, even though, you know, people give it to Tom Brady and say, oh, well, you don't need much. You don't need much. So Godwin is out. And even the guy, Grayson, right, uh, the, the receiver, Grayson, who filled in for Antonio Brown when he had left in that game against the Jets, he was even out. So you were down in there. Then you have Wars, who he was out. His, his backup ended up getting hurt. And then he was left with a rookie trying to fulfill that position and trying to, like, stop the onslaught of Von Miller and Aaron Donald. In that game, Brady was pressured 17 times, the most he has all season. Von Miller had nine of those pressures, and then, obviously, the strip sack. And so the Rams, they did everything they could to just about almost lose the game. Uh, they are the fourth team in NFL history to lose four fumbles in a playoff game, yet still find a way to win. You talk about the luck of the draw, Coach Johnson, and like things really not being in your control uh, there. And yeah, so far Brady is 0 3 against the Rams since he's uh, come over to the Bucks, man. Uh, disappoint- disappointed, you know, to obviously see Brady lose, but I think he did the best he could with what he had. 
he had an interception. He had a lost fumble. So I'm not gonna sit here acting like, oh, it's it's not Brady's fault. You know, he played a role in that. Did the best he could. I know coming in, people were trying to give him praise, like, oh, Brady's gonna get rid of the ball pretty fast. But to be, also too, I didn't really like the. Yes, Brady didn't have. I guess if you want to say enough time, but. I didn't like the route. I didn't really like those play calls for the majority of the game. It was a lot of stuff that seemed like, all right, as vicious as this defense is, as depleted as your offensive line, as vulnerable as your offensive line may be, these plays seem like they're taking entirely too long to barely develop for Brady to even have a chance to, like, get it somewhere. So that's what I saw looking back at the tape. And so I was kind of just like, eh. But in the end, they found the deep complimentary football, right? Complimentary football, a team effort that was able to tie the game back up. But Cooper Cup put on a boot boot. May I have this dance? <laughs> oh, back to back plays, and inevitably, you know, the Rams won the game. So, yeah, it was a great game. And yeah, I give a lot of respect to the Rams. Um, I don't know if you will continue to see the whole fumbleitis with the offense, the, the offensive snap and Cam Akers and Cooper Cup. Uh, but yeah, much respect to them. I think they're a team to be reckoned with. I know some people uh, may feel indifferent about that. <laughs> uh, Big shout out to uh, Tom Brady actually coming out on top in the in a certain way. Like he actually. His last possession was a positive possession. So, you know, even though they lost the game, Tom Brady did have positive possession to end Bro, the season. Bro, the defense could have held and they didn't and they didn't go uh what was that, fifteen personnel, all out blitz. Like just come on, man. They 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 gift wrapped it that game and I feel like Brady would have got the ball in OT and we all know what would have happened, bro. But they tried to rattle a player they thought they could be rattled. Yeah. They tried to rattle a player they thought they could be rattled, but he's never been in that position. He had, he had, he was in Carolina. He was in uh, Detroit with bad personnel who couldn't give him that opportunity. So when he got to the playoffs, he said, "Hey, I can play, y'all." <laughs> but even apart from that, like when me and you were talking earlier, Christian, yeah, the defense didn't play great, but. Like uh, you were saying, that was the first time all the starters had finally been on the field together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that was the, chem- the chemistry was all was out of whack completely. Blowing coverages, yeah. guys talking to each other before the ball snapping, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you had you had that also too. Uh, Matthew Stafford, uh, you know, prior to this game, was the uh, number four most efficient quarterback against the blitz, according to PFF. Uh, in the league, uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers blitz on defense more than any other team in the league. And so, um, you know, this this is why since Tom Brady's been there, they have not beat the Rams because uh, uh, what the Rams are able to do on offense, they're able to take advantage of uh, of what the Bucs do well on defense. Uh, so uh, without those turnovers, this should have been a 35-40 you know, to seven blowout, um, you know, uh, but, you know, with four turnovers, you know, you, you, you had that. So the team that was supposed to win, they, they won. Uh, but, um, you know, uh, uh, you, you had that there. 
uh, as far as uh, Ty Bowles calling the uh, you know the, the zero blitz, I actually am I'm, I'm okay with the call. I'm, I'm fine with the call because this is what Ty Bowles has always done, um, and so uh, he's been successful with it before, and uh, he just happened to get burnt burnt on it. Um, you know, I would love to see I would love to see him, uh, you know, adjust sometimes. To, hey, you know, yes, we are a blitz heavy team. But we getting killed. Uh, uh, but uh, but hey, we're we're not gonna blitz today, right? Uh, but um, he's been very successful with it um, um, throughout his entire career playing that way. Um, you know, they just they're not successful against the Rams, so uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what they do. But as far as uh, uh you know, uh, I'm 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 here to try to bring some balance to the conversations. Everybody's riding the Rams very very high right now. Uh, the Rams matched up very very well against the Bucks, uh, but the team that they're going to play here uh, coming up next, they do not match up very well against. And also, too, Matthew Stafford has played pretty darn well in the playoffs so far, but let's remember, Matthew Stafford in the regular season tied the great Trevor Lawrence for the most interceptions thrown with 17 in the season. He has not thrown one yet in the playoffs. I would not be surprised. If he uh, delivers a couple of them to the 49ers, giving them a chance to uh, have a rematch in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Uh, so, uh, you know, Bro, let's look out, let's look out for that. So much money this year because it's so fans <laughs> that's going to be like, yeah, bro, yeah, this, this, this the year. And not knowing that Melvin uh, Ingram on the other side of uh, – Chris Jones in the middle of that defense and Tyron Matthew on the back end with Thornhill. Come on, man. It's, it's going to be a thing to watch on defense and oh, because Melvin Ingram has been a revelation uh, for the Chiefs. It's been great. It's been great. Also, yeah. too, uh, like also I said, too, the boy, Nick, the boy uh, Nick Bolton has been. He's been good, too. Uh, second, yeah. third round pick out of Missouri. Yeah, second round pick out of Missouri. Uh, he he's been he's been nice. He's been a nice revelation for that defense there. So, so Brett, Brett Veach looking all right, man. So uh, another game before I think we get to the big shebang. Everybody, well, everybody except Coach Johnson uh, picked the Bengals. He picked the Titans. Brian Tannehill first point pass of the game intercepted. Second pass. Um, his first pass, his first pass of the game, he got intercepted. His first pass of the second half, he got intercepted, and his last pass of the game got intercepted. And Derrick Henry, well, we we won't talk about Derrick Henry yet. Darnell, I know you said, hey, you just don't flat out believe in Tannehill. Was this execution by Derrick Henry? Was this execution on defense by the Bengals, or was Ryan Tannehill who? We thought we thought he was, or did we just far more believe in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase now? Play that's for anybody. All the above. All the above. <laughs> Hill was garbage as usual. Um, I felt like they, it was a thing of game planning because Derrick Henry was hurt, and they got into a groove of playing without him, which was winging it, which has got them enough to get the number one spot. But once he got back into the mix. It's hard to get back into a, a game plan, especially when it's run base, and you got your quarterback thinking he's at the end of the day, man. Um, 
it was it was a game plan situation. I felt now if I felt like if Derrick Henry didn't get hurt and he stay on the same stride, they they could have won. But it was too a little too late. I feel like should have could have put him in the last game of the year, getting warmed up, game plan. But it was just too late. And plus, these uh, like you said, Jamar and Burrow, man, uh, that's a dangerous combination. It's uh, looking scary out there. Real quick, uh, before you go, is uh, I personally think, and what kind of like I said, alarmed me and made me inevitably go go with the Bengals is that for some who may not know, Derrick Henry, you could say coming back was a little bit of fool's gold because he had been on IR since week eight or whenever he got hurt. And as they reached the playoffs, they had, they were coming up on the deadline on anybody you had on IR. If you didn't activate them, they could no longer come back for the rest of the season. So the Titans decided to activate him. I think it's, it's an insurance policy for up the road if they continue to win, that possibly get to the conference championship or the Super Bowl. And he came back and he looked all right, but it's not like looked like the Derrick Henry of old. Yeah, he was playing with a, a steel plate and five screws in his foot, so uh, he was definitely out there being a warrior, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I but, do, uh, I do. Uh, well, somewhat feel bad for the Titans fans. As a Jazz fan, I don't, I don't feel bad for him at all. But as a, just a fan of the game, and uh, uh, somewhat feel bad for the Titans that hey, this is the second year in a row that they are ending a home playoff game with a Ryan Tannehill interception. Uh, I remember last year versus the Ravens. Uh, he threw and, – and, and an interception. That's with a, too, with a too chance, many. Yeah, an interception with a chance to go down and win the game while throwing to, like, the number three receiver. So he tried to throw to Tajay Sharp last year. He got picked off by Marcus Peters. Uh, Why now, are we not going to Julio Jones and A.J. Brown? Yeah, I mean, hey. Like, man. force feeding. Like, hey. uh, to the point to where it's painfully obvious. Hey, hey, you, you were hurt. He force-feeded AJ quite a bit, for sure. But, like, no, he don't be showing Julio no love. Yeah. Uh, Well, I mean, also, too, you know, Julio's not the same Julio, man. You know, he... Bro, Julio be getting up. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Hey, how many touchdowns Julio had this year? Okay. Isaac, hold on before y'all go. Isaac, you can credit or or Sean Sean Tannehill for that or whoever the OC is to say they're not involving him enough. But this and he's been injured too. But this has been his worst statistical season ever in his career. But and he was continue. hurt. He was yeah yeah yeah. He was he didn't even play in like four games, four or five games. Okay, yeah, we had a seventeen game season, so he played in what 10, 11, 12, and he had one touchdown last game of the year versus the Texans. Okay. Uh, he might have been out longer than that, if I'm not mistaken. Like he missed a, a big chunk of time. I, I think you. he. AJ Brown, five receptions, 142 yards, one touchdown, nine targets. Julio, six receptions, 62 yards, no touchdown, seven targets. Mm-hmm. So against, he catching against everything they give him, bro. It's just like, bro. Uh, I'm I'm not saying he's a bad receiver. I'm just saying he's not he's not Julio. He's he's oh Julio Jones number two that guy. He, that's what he is now. He's not he's not Julio. Just saying it is what it is. We had we had to come hey we had to come to this realization on AJ Green earlier this year right. It took it took us some time. 
It comes to that realization that AJ Green is not AJ Green no more. Yeah, AJ Green ain't he ain't that. Julio Jones is not Julio Jones anymore. I said this. Julio Julio Jones played in ten games this season. Ten games, one touchdown. I said that before. Julio Jones. He wasn't getting targets in those games, Christian. He was getting like three or four targets. Yeah, he played. He played ten games this season. Targeted forty-eight. Times total, I believe it's probably just the right in the regular season. He was targeted 48 times. Probably yeah, just like four targets a game. Had 40, 434 hey. receiving yards. Hey, you know, you know what quarterbacks usually do? They usually throw to people who are open. Yeah, the good ones usually do that, or the good ones will try to, you know, hey, that's Julio Jones over there. I guarantee if somebody else had him, he wouldn't have been looking like that. I guarantee you, bro. I guarantee okay. you, Brian Tannehill. Hey, you said you said the same thing about AJ Green last year, and look how that went. So no, AJ uh, Green was hurt. We couldn't even evaluate AJ Green. But what I'm saying is, Brian Tannehill definitely ain't that. And AJ Brown, you're not gonna tell me it's just sky level that much head and shoulders. Right now, yes, he is. Right now, yes, he is. That's crazy. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes. A- AJ AJ I, I Brown can't help but think that if they if he had another quarterback, he would be doing definitely way more than what he's doing. If he had another quarterback, he'd be he'd still be a disappointment. I mean, I don't know who you want to give him. You give wow. you, you give you give him Patrick Mahomes, he'd be a disappointment. Wait, 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 Christian. What he's trying to say is he's believing that some quarterback can fire up receivers and give them confidence. Just he knows who's teammates. throwing to him. He knows that I get that. Miami's playing with a quarterback who is not faithfully going through progressions, notably. He knows that I'm a game manager at best. I am not paid to gunsling the ball. I am paid to manage the game to perfection because I have Derrick Henry, the workhorse of our workhorse running back. I, 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 also, I, I want to add this real quick. And so it just sounds like uh, is he reaching an end or is he at a cliff? So this year he only played ten games, right? And last year he only played nine games. So it's like it's a waiting in the water for this injury, or he's going through whatever growing pains of being in this league ten plus years. So yeah, man. I mean, how old how old is Julio now? Thirty three, thirty four, maybe thirty two. I mean, uh, man, yeah, man, you know, it's been a great yeah. run, Julio. It's been a great run. No, because Jeff Wilson wasn't saying, like, at least far as stats, he was more Antonio Brown. 33, man. Hey. He had it. Nah, man, I see what he's saying, though. Even though uh, Antonio Brown did what he did, he was still able to put up some decent numbers for what the number three and number four. Yeah, AB is still a top receiver in the league. That's what I'm saying. The, the, the difference between the difference between I said, bro, AB was playing. AB was yeah. unguardable. The dif- the difference between uh, uh Julio and and why and, and why and why Julio why Julio in his th- in his thirties is not the same receiver that he was before versus what Antonio Brown is still able to do, and he probably will be able to do this for the next couple of years if a team will allow him to do it. Uh, is that Antonio Brown never had. Elite, elite speed, at, athleticism, right. right? He he has always been a master craftsman. Where it almost didn't make sense why he's making guys miss, why why he's uh, running routes that well, and all this stuff. Because hey, 
you know, he ran a four five six at the combine. He had a Jeez. terrible combine, right? Yeah, uh, but, uh, uh, but you know, he comes in the game with the ball in his hands, and when he's running routes, somehow he he figures out a way to get open. Uh, where Julio Julio Jones has always been bigger, strong, bigger, faster, stronger than everybody else he's ever played against, and he's used that to his to his advantage. Now he's not that, right? Uh, I I don't want to put him on the same level as as a, like a Des Bryant when Des Bryant fell off, but I'm just saying it's it's akin to that. It's like hey. You're no longer bigger, stronger, and faster than everybody else. There's another guy on the other side of the field who is what you used to be. You're not that anymore. That just needs to be understood. Now, as far as Ryan Tannehill, uh, yes, Ryan Tannehill threw that joint away. Um, you know, kudos to the Bengals defense for taking advantage of it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, 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 but we do need to understand this. The only, of all the people that we're talking about, right, throughout this entire year, the only player that was there the whole time, that got them to eleven to eleven and six or whatever or whatever that record twelve and five. Uh, got them to twelve and five. Got them the, the number one seed was Ryan Tannehill. He was the only one that was still there. Okay, he he got them there with with fourth fifth string wide receivers figuring out the way to get it done without Derrick Henry, without AJ Brown, inconsistency from Julio Jones. He got them there. You gonna so, pay him one hundred fifty million? No, I ain't paying him one hundred fifty million. Okay. I'm just saying. Oh, I'm just saying. Yeah, but here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. We we gotta. But that's the market rate for the quarterback nowadays. Why ain't mad at him? Not for, not for not for every quarterback. Not for, not for every quarterback. Not, not for every quarterback. Him. But we got we have to we have to be able we have to be able to have to have a category of hey look Ryan Tannehill is not Josh Allen oh, or Patrick yeah, Mahomes. He's not on that level. Gonna let you go, Sedacious. Right. But he is not terrible. Right. He's a very competent starting quarterback. If you put the right pieces around him, he can take you pretty far and in, 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 into the playoffs, right? And so, uh, you know, they, I mean, they were they were in the AFC Championship game a couple years ago. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know go trashing go trashing uh, Tannehill. I mean, hey, he played he played terrible. They were supposed to win the game. Um, you know, uh, all these uh, flowers everybody throwing at the Bengals. Hey, look, they scored one touchdown. Oh, you basically. Go ahead, go ahead, Stacey. I resent that Des Bryant statement because he played with Lamar Jackson. <laughs> because of what? He played with Lamar Jackson like maybe one or two years ago, maybe three. I can't remember. So uh-huh. Des Bryant, he's kind of still been able to do his thing just recently. So I don't think that uh, Julio can. Yeah, it's not. It's not anywhere close remnant to the fall off of Des Bryant because Julio Jones is actually like well renowned as like the best receiver in football for a good period of time before DeAndre Hopkins started to you know run off for him and become who he is. But like let, like let's not compare like it's Julio Jones. Uh, uh, I understand that. Like Des Bryant. I understand that. The reason the reason why I was making that comparison. <laughs> That's not to say that the Dez reason why Brian I was making that comparison good, is I know Des Bryant was good. He, yeah, the reason why I was making that comparison is where Des Bryant was, right? As hey, he's not the top receiver in the league, but he was one of the top receivers. But he in the was like for, top for a while. five. He was like at, at a time. Yeah. So Des Bryant was 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 there. Hey, one of those guys that you want on your on your team, and then when he was no longer bigger, stronger, faster, can out jump everybody. He he started to take a start to take a fall, 
right? It's been like that for it's been like that for Julio, right? And we are still remembering Julio as oh snap, this this next Calvin Johnson. Oh my goodness, he's not that anymore, right? The guy on the other side, number eleven. That that that's 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 who Julio used to be. So. All right, so move forward one more game that uh, <clears throat> happened in the divisional round. The Niners versus the Green Bay Packers and Isaac, bro. I'm going to ask you your grace. I'm going to ask you your grace, bro. Cause I just, I've been thinking about it today. I haven't, like, pondered heavily on it, but I've definitely thought about it, bro. And I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to forget about the smoke in the 28-3. I'm, I'm not going to forget about that ever. Somebody back down. It's not like no. But, bro, I think I, I think I got to show a little. It's the base of respect, Josh Allen. If Christian could put some respect on the Chiefs name, bro. I ain't saying I'm completely converted or sold, but I got to put a little bit of respect on Kyle Shanahan's name, bro. I got to, dog. I got to. I got to. I will ditto uh, those sentiments, and I will also give credit where credit is due. He schemed up a masterful game against not only the Cowboys, but He schemed up a couple good games, and uh, he 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 gets the most out of out of his players, and he knows how to mask and hide Jimmy Garoppolo's deficiencies better than any coach that I've seen. He's masking and disguising them better than Bill Belichick would. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's a lot of places I want to go with this game. So. Hey, that, that was. <laughs> he cried. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna lie. There's a lot of agreeableness going on. <laughs> hey, hey, Isaac, we don't have to. We just, we just, we just give him respect when respect is due. You know what I'm saying? Respect the game, yeah. Yeah, we we, we respecting the game out there in the world. You know, we, we ain't no haters. We ain't no haters. So. Before we, you know, we, we can probably dive into Kyle and Jimmy a little bit uh, more. But first and foremost, I don't know how y'all, I know we, it's a it's a team sport. But heavy is the head who wears the crown. Nothing more, nothing less. Is this loss by the Packers Aaron Rodgers' fault? Or if we don't want to put a 100% blame, what is your percentage of blame that you give to Aaron Rodgers for not being able to get his team over the hump with the, with the week off, time to rest, da-da-da-da-da, and finally being at home, which he said that's what he's been needing to possibly prevail and finally get to the Super Bowl having some home games in the playoffs? I give him about 33%. Sedacious? Yeah, about 25%. Sean Hart, back to you, Sean. Um, 
I'm gonna give it. You know what? I, I I'm gonna give Aaron Rodgers forty forty five percent of the blame. Darnell, you on mute before you try to say what your answer is. I'll definitely have a, uh, a solid 50. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Coach Johnson, why 33%? Um, because there, I mean, there were open throws that uh, that he just decided not to take. Um, you know, you, you saw, you know, that the, the last – I think I think this was his last pass uh, where he threw it in double covers to uh, to Devontae Adams. Uh, he had uh, Alan Lazard of Iowa State, Iowa State legend Alan Lazard, uh, coming across the middle, wide open. Um, he had a few plays like that where uh, you know he tried to force it into Devontae Adams or Aaron Jones. Didn't trust his other players. Um, you know, hey, I know these guys aren't first round picks, but these are the guys you got. And so um, uh, you know. Uh, he, he just he just didn't didn't give him a chance. Uh, it was funny. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy Ward, uh, the 49 of safety, went on um, Darius Butler's podcast this week and uh, talked about it. It's like, hey, our game plan was just to stop Devontae Adams. We said we knew we knew if we could if we could take away him either pre snap with our little pre snap or post snap uh, that we would have a chance. And after that first drive, that's what they did, and uh, and and they gave themselves a chance. So. Um, and Aaron Rodgers was not able to take advantage of that. Now, the uh, reason why I gave him only 33% because, you know, you got to look at uh, uh, Matt LaFleur as offensive play caller uh, to, you know, figure that out and scheme some stuff up for the other guys, uh, which uh, I'm not sure if he did a good enough job there. So, uh, you know, you got that there. And then the special teams, obviously. All right, so... What I what I dislike, and I'm not saying I'm not directing this towards like you, Christian, but it's like when a great player is playing great, or supposedly great players like playing phenomenally, like nobody questions like the offensive play call. They're just like, oh, he's dialing them up. But then when his play isn't efficient or prominent, like the blame doesn't go to that guy not getting it done. It goes to maybe it's the the play calling. Where you yourself just said he was forcing the ball to Devontae Adams and yeah. so like who's to say plays weren't grown up for other guys to get open, but Aaron Rodgers just was being hard headed about not getting not not trusting him. I mean I, that would be not sure. I'm not, coordinator's yeah. fault. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not in the huddle. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not on the on the uh, intercom system there uh, on the sideline with the Packers. So I'm not sure what's being called. Uh, but you know, there there are there are plays where you can where you can call where hey, it's only one guy getting the ball and it's not Devontae Adams, right? Uh, where Aaron doesn't have any choice what to throw to this guy, right? Uh, those those plays are available. Uh, which which they did that to Aaron Jones sometimes, but it's like hey, okay, the only two guys were getting the ball, are Aaron Jones. And uh, Devontae Adams. So, uh, yeah. So I, I'm I'm not sure, man. There's a lot of blame to go around. Uh, uh, but obviously, yeah. You know, 
uh, Aaron Rodgers. You you expect from Aaron Rodgers what you saw from Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Yeah. You expect that. Yeah. And we didn't get it. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron A. Rod, or we should probably call him A. A. Ron because he wasn't really Aaron Rodgers at this time, Belichick. But 20 for 29, passing 225 yards, zero touchdowns, and zero interceptions. You talk about forcing it to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. Uh, Aaron Jones, nine receptions for 129 yards, 10 targets. Devontae Adams, nine receptions for 90 yards, 11 targets. Alan Lazard, that pass you was talking about, that was his only reception and his only target. And Mercedes Lewis, one reception for no yards and one target. So, and he was sacked five times. He got a 91.9 passer rating. Uh, sometimes the numbers can be skewed. You, the, as the, your defense holds your defense holds the Niners to three points for a long majority of the game. So mm-hmm. defense is holding up their end of the bargain. All right, they really are. Really like defense is really holding up their end of the bargain for you. Uh, I would say Patrick Mahomes, forgive me, Lord, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, don't say that. Don't <laughs> yeah, right. Say that. Defense holds up their. That man bargain. don't need nothing. Okay. For for Aaron Rodgers. All right, and six fifteen mark. All Jimmy G got is nine. All Jimmy G got with the six fifteen mark in the fourth quarter is. Nine for 17, 105 yards, and one interception. So the defense mm-hmm. is also giving you a takeaway, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, then where is it at? Where is it at? Where did it go? Mm, sorry, I know it's a little bit. All right, so 16, 6.15 mark. They go for the fourth and one. What does your defense do? They get you a turnover on downs. They get you a turnover on downs. Aaron Rodgers. It's 6-10 and y'all up. It's 6-10 left in the fourth. And y'all are up 10-3. And you go three and out. From there, that's when the block punt came. Recovered for a touchdown. Now it's a tie ball game. 10-10. But you get the ball back again, Aaron Rodgers. A touchdown or maybe a field goal. Nathaniel. You start off first and 15 because of an ineligible receiver. So you first and 15, ball on y'all 24, 4-28, and you go three and out. Not even a first down. And then you look at Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams targeted a total of 21 times combined. So them passes probably didn't go to nobody. It's either Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams just off what the numbers say. You go three and out with two chances to either put yourself in a – an advantageous position to bring it home or possibly finish in overtime. But you get two opportunities. Your defense has been phenomenal for you with takeaways. You go three and out, and then they give Jimmy G and Kyle and the ball. Hey. And Jimmy G takes them to the promised land. He goes two for two. He just needed to pass it twice, two for two for 24 yards and two first downs, and Debo Samuels and everybody else handing it off took care of the rest. Like I said, man, heavy is the head who has the crown, bro. Like when, you, like when you numero uno, you head huncho, you top dog. When you have MVP, you the MVP. When you are the player who, yes, it's eleven players on the field, so many variables, but yo, you have the domino effect variable. You have the domino effect variable. 
and you have the dom- you have a double domino effect variable in what some say is the best receiver in the league. You were stripped of that. You couldn't adapt. You talk about other other quarterbacks being able to spread the wealth. Hey, we're gonna take Stephon Diggs away from you, Josh Allen. Okay, Gabriel Davis, four touchdowns. I'll find my way. So, <laughs> so I mean, hey, hey, you preaching right now, man? But that's what I'm saying. That's, we we expect from Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of blame does need to be put on his shoulders because we expect, like I said, we we, we, we blaming the front office because they put together a lot of hogwash with the roster, like they do every year. They expect. Aaron Rodgers to make chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? I mean, he that roster's that not that bad, bro. He, 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 like, the the roster's not that bad. I don't think it's valid to blame the front office when he got to a first-round buy, when he's an MVP. So why is it now? It wasn't their fault. I mean, why, there was no praise on him when he used what he had he, to get them a first-round buy. He, he, he shouldn't win the MVP. He shouldn't, but Tom Brady should definitely win the MVP. That's neither here or there, but let's not take away from the fact that Aaron Rodgers, who is supposed to be great, did not perform at a great level of expectation. Now, if there were no expectations on Aaron Rodgers and people was expecting him to be a Tannehill, by all means, I could care less. I could care less about his performance. But no, like people try to regard you up there with the Bradys and with the with the Mannings and so on and so forth, like. Like I don't, I don't like, I don't think you can like disrespect putting him up there in that upper echelon class when like he don't produce when you need him to produce. Hey, well, okay, look, and uh, and, and and I know most of yo, he's a great quarterback. Yo, like your 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 talent doesn't always coincide with like you producing as a player. So. I'm not saying he's not a great I understand talent, that. You know? But, yeah, so, but, yeah. I, I, I understand that. But, no, I, I would not I would not take him away from being inside that echelon that you just talked about. Um, uh, but, I mean, hey, he's had – he played a terrible game the other day. Uh, that is what it is. Evidence is obvious. He played terrible. He's 0-4 now versus the 49ers, his uh, childhood favorite team. Who he thought he was gonna get picked by number one, has been um, you know his kryptonite, you know his whole career. So, um, told them boys they was gonna be sorry about not drafting him. Hey, I feel like he's. Hey, hey you know what's funny? You know what's funny? I, I saw I saw a tweet today uh, from somebody that was like, "Man, uh, even though we passed up on Aaron Rodgers uh, in the draft, he still got us four playoff wins." Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, the beginning of the year, man. Like I was saying at the beginning of the year, he he's actually showing the front office, like he said in that uh interview preseason, like this is what I got, and I'm gonna show y'all what I got. And I feel like he's soft again, I feel like he could have done better. Based on his talent, and I feel like he just wanted to be—he wanted to do the blame game, like well, y'all didn't give me enough okay. weapons, so here you go. Break, break down your terminology for like sulking again, because we clowned you in terms of him, quote unquote, sulking for the entire year, and now he's been running as an MVP, and it didn't look like he was having a sulking season. So when you say sulking, what does that look like? All right, 
Well, at the beginning of the year, you had per- first off, when you play teams, is some teams I feel like they say, you know what, we're gonna give our all, but we know we're not gonna be the best at it. And there's games that's like, you know what, we can win this. I feel like Green Bay got that pass for a lot of teams of like, dude, we're not gonna be able to beat them because of Aaron Rodgers, and they accepted that at one game. Okay. When the Saints played them, it was the first game of the year. You had all the time in the world to prep for them. You're going to punch them in the mouth, get out, so you started off right. So I feel like it balanced out. I feel like Green Bay wasn't intact. They wasn't on point, and the Saints game plan for them, so they got the win. And also, he was kind of sulking about, you know, not having enough weapons. Therefore, regular season happens. You know what? He's over it. He's going to do his best. He's going to, you know, make sure he's Aaron Rodgers, and he did that. Now, a lot of teams, when they went up against them, say, you know what, dude, this is Aaron Rodgers. Like, let's lose before we start playing. You know, people not, may not want to admit that, but sometimes you just do that. You know, like, you just kind of you give up before you even start. So, when you look at it, the worst thing they could have done was get a first-round bye because it gave them more time to study. All right, they already garbage as it is, you know, according to other teams. Like, yeah, you got Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you got uh, – Aaron Jones, and you got uh, you got the receiver, but it's like, you know, who else do they got? And they gave them time to like study. Like that's all, like like like, like the like the secondary. That's all you got. So therefore, we don't let you try to win with two people, which is very hard to do. It was very close to do, but it's like no, you have nobody else. You said it in an interview that you have nobody else. So you think the league ain't watching this? Of course they're watching this, and they're gonna get into a position where you know what. Beat us with just that, and that's what happened. And Aaron Rodgers already knew that he was already self-defeated. He's going on to the field knowing, like, dude, this is all I got against an actual pretty good defense and a good uh, play call. So, well, uh, I'm pretty much screwed. But I'm going to do what I can with this little crappy team y'all gave me. And so, therefore, he just said, all right, I'm going to be Rodgers, but this is all you're going to get. You're going to get Jones, and you'll get the receiver. Boom, 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 boom. Nothing else. This is all you got from me. Because you gave me nothing else. Because nobody wants to come to Green Bay. So, that's Sokin, dude. Like, he, he knew what was going to happen. He, he did his best, which is give his two primary targets all the ball, all the targets. So, and you think was, he self-sabotaged it because he already knew the end was near and he just didn't care and it was just Aaron Rodgers. Is that self-sabotage if you already tell – it's not self-sabotage if you already know what's going to happen. It's like, dude, it's inevitable, like, this is he all I got. I am great. Yes, this is inevitable. Like, there's nothing I can do about this. This is all I got. Other teams will see what I got. Other good staff are going to see what I got, and it's going to be over eventually. I may pray that I get a sucky defense to play against, but that's that's all in God's power. But yeah, yeah like, I can keep doing it. Okay, would, uh, Thanos got it. Inevitable. Yeah, I would, you do uh, it. I, I, I put I put more than like. I give him more than the uh, the fifty percent. Like I said, heavier the heavier was the crown, and there wasn't really variables in place that prevented you from being able to take over and win the game. But uh, question to go around. Hey, hey, before 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 we leave the game, hey, can we can we throw a little bit little bit of respect on uh, D'Amico Ryan's name though? Uh, defense coordinator. D'Amico Ryan, a former Texan. Uh, defense coordinator. He, I think he should probably get assistant coach of the year um, because there's no reason that that defense should be as good as it is. Right. Yes, they have they have an elite defensive line. Are you that talking back personnel? 
Yeah, from from a personnel standpoint, from a personnel standpoint, that uh, that uh, defensive backfield is not good. It is not good. Uh, it's probably personnel wise, I would say probably bottom ten in the league. Uh, but uh, they have they have consistently have one of the best defenses in the league the entire year. Coach so, did say you didn't have personnel. <laughs> Thank you, somebody. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, I couldn't take it no more either. What are you talking about? I know. You criticize personnel, which someone says you're not good at. That's what we're getting at. Yeah, but okay, this this is this is pretty clear across the league. That the that the forty nine. This is not just me saying this. I'm 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 re, I'm relaying with, with smarter people than I. Okay. Hey. Okay. Who who they who they have starting at corner? Anybody know their names? Nope. Bueller. Yeah, they got. No, they Bueller. got uh, Josh Norman. Jo, jo, Josh Norman. Josh Norman. Ooh, who had to come off good. the bench? Who had to come off the bench? Who has not been good since 2015? He hasn't. And he, he stole money too. He got yeah. over. And he, he, and he a was couple starting. Times. He was starting. He was starting for the for the 49ers earlier this year and was on the bench. And got benched. He was on the bench. He was the fourth corner on the bench. Had to come in the game because one of the rookies, who was a practice squad guy, got hurt. Ambry Thomas, who was I think a six or seven round pick, maybe maybe he went undrafted, is their best corner. And this dude has been getting cooked all year. But somehow that defense has been one of the top defenses in the league. Yes, they do have a they have an elite front front uh defensive yes. line. Yes. But that back end is not good. Yes, Jim, Jimmy Jimmy Ward, he's a good player, but he's not, he's not a top five safety. All right. So uh to Further to to piggyback off that question, addressing y'all individually, Isaac, would you take Jimmy G or Dak Prescott? Dak Prescott. Coach Johnson, Jimmy G or Dak Prescott? I would take Jimmy G actually. But uh, can I can I call you? I would take Jimmy G or Kyle Shanahan. I'll take Jimmy G. I'm gonna take Jimmy no. G. I'm gonna take Jimmy G. Black P. Jimmy you G. Would... Or Dak Prescott. Prescott. Sedacious. Jimmy G. Or Dak Prescott. Take Dak. All right. So you'll take Dak. So. Considering... On record, I'm taking Kirk Cousins over Jimmy Garoppolo as well. Okay. So as you said, Christian, who are these guys on defense? Salute to D'Amico Lyons for using what he has. Um, but despite the defensive, what may seem like defensive deficiencies and guys getting cooked, you have Jimmy G there at the quarterback position, who is 35 and 15 with Kyle Shanahan, including in the playoffs. And without Kyle Shanahan, I mean, without Jimmy G. Kyle oh. Shanahan is eight and twenty-eight without him, and thirty-five and fifteen without him. Jimmy G is twenty-one and six on the road as a starter, and has the highest win percentage 
on the road since 19... He be second highest since the 19th and saved. Because he finds ways for the 49ers to lose. He like, defense, bail me out of this. Oh, Kyle, scheme me out of that. Hey, man. All I'm saying is, whether you like Jimmy G, Jimmy, I agree. Which, whether you like Jimmy G or whether you don't like him, whether you think he, I don't know if people think he's elite, whether you think he's good enough not to. He mess has it been up. a product of great coaching his whole career. He's a student, great student. All, all, I would say all the more, all the more to give respect and kudos to Kyle Shanahan for what he's been able to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, regardless of how you feel about him or his mediocre play. Uh, which is that's why I think uh, all all the more praise should be given to Kyle Shanahan for what he's been able to do with Jimmy G. Um, yeah, and I also thought about this too, Christian. I I don't know if you would agree with this, but some of your takes and predictions coming into the coming into the season, you were saying like, oh hey Teddy Bridgewater or whoever like they're decent enough, everything around him is great. All they got to do is not mess it up, and they can get somewhere. And I don't know if that may, like, be a jaded perception you have because you watch Kyle Shanahan do what he got going on with Jimmy G. And you think it may just be easy for that to happen to anybody because Kyle Shanahan makes it work. No, no. I, I think um, I'm, I'm jaded. I'm jaded by uh, the fact that I had stopped watching football from, like, 2012 to like 2016 and uh, the 2017 season I started watching football again and I became a big fan again and that was it happened to be the Jaguars uh, year that they finally put it all together and I saw uh, current office coordinator of the Green Bay Packers who might end up being the, the Broncos new head coach Nathaniel Hackett figure out a way to make Blake Bortles look very competent and get them uh, to you know 10 minutes away from the Super Bowl. And uh, from that, I, uh, I I also saw that year Case Keenum go to the AFC champ- or NFC Championship. Uh, and so from that, uh, I was baptized in the, hey, a mediocre quarterback uh, with a uh, competent play around him can make it happen. And so uh, – uh, you know that that became my bias, and I always looked for it to uh, to be true. And then Cal, I saw what Cal Shanahan was able to do throughout his career with mediocre guys and make them look better. And so, uh, yeah. So I I I, I thought uh, thoughts past tense that 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 could be something that could work. Uh, but uh, from what out of uh, you know, hey, when data changes, you know, your thoughts need to change. So uh, the data has shown, hey, look. Either you need an absolutely elite guy, absolutely elite guy, or you need a certain baseline level of quarterback play that is that is elevated by, by the rest of the team, right? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater and guys like that are not at that baseline level. Jimmy G is at that baseline level. Derek Carr is at that baseline level. A Kirk Cousins is at that baseline level. Uh, depending on what day it is, sometimes Dak is at the baseline level. Sometimes Dak fluctuates between that baseline level and, and being one of the top quarterbacks in the league, depending on the day. Uh, but uh, you need a baseline level of quarterback play uh, to be able to take advantage of. Okay, hey, the rest of the team is great. Now we can go. Now we can go somewhere. Um, and um, Jimmy G is that. 
Um, you know, uh, quarterbacks like Teddy Bridgewater are not, though. Yeah, no, nah, man. Great episode. We're going to have to go over picks right now. That takes me too long. Just text me y'all picks. Um, I mean, I think that could be pretty quick here, bro. Hey, what? All right, don't be trying to dissect me. Just give me your picks. Go. 49ers Chiefs. Super Bowl. Rams Chiefs. I'm going to go Rams Chiefs. I'm going Rams Chiefs. Chiefs winning the whole thing. Chiefs Kingdom. Patty Mahomes. Darnell, you said 49ers. What did you say, Darnell? You said Rams. Rams Chiefs. Rams Chiefs. In a world. <laughs> Christian, Dacious, Isaac, 49ers, Chiefs. No, I'm Rams. Everybody else wanted the Rams, dog. Everybody else wanted the Rams. Oh, the only one with the 49ers. Niners, Jimmy Garoppolo finna throw that away against Jalen Ramsey. You know who on the other side of that, son? <laughs> Do you, you know, know who what? on the other side? Christian is the only one. Rams, Chiefs. Edward, Edward, actually, let me go with Fred Warner. I want to go with Fred. Let me go 49ers. All right, so me and Sedacious 49ers. Everybody else ran. Somebody got some, like, gas on that? Bro, can we just enjoy the game? Man, I'm talking to everybody who's talking cash. We talking cash money. Coach Jackson, hey. Sedacious, 49ers, Chiefs, Isaac, Darnell, Rams, Chiefs. Yes, sir. Clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose. Who are you going with? Hold up. Yeah, I don't, don't get off I don't, this. I don't know yet. I think 49ers Chiefs. He look over. Off this thing's gonna put us on the spot and then say I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 49ers Chiefs would be great for the storyline of our podcast to see Patrick Mahomes shred. Possibly or possibly not shred the Rams defense would be even greater, a greater storyline. So, I don't know. I'll make my decision by the time I post our graphic. You got, give us you got the Chiefs already. Clearly, you got the Chiefs. <laughs> give us. Hey. Oh, yeah, I got. Well, no, that was one of my picks. I had yeah. the Bucks and the Chiefs going. So, I for sure got yeah. the Chiefs. I just haven't decided between the Niners or the Rams. Yeah. Um, Hey, hey, I do, I do want to be uh, petty for once uh, real quick. I do want to give Sean Hart credit for choosing uh, NFC West team to make it to the NFC Championship game uh, before the season. I don't have not, any biases, man. I, I'm it's not, not like it's, it's not either one. It's not either one that he thought would be there, but, you know, it's he picked the NFC West team. So, let's give, let's give him some credit there. Uh, <laughs> And also, too, you know, hey, the 49ers have outlasted the uh, Cardinals, but, you know. Ooh, nobody cares about this bag. <laughs> just talk up Yo, tonight. Man. Uh, just so they can lose. Give us y'all picks in the comments, beautiful people. Thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Respect the Game podcast. Make sure you follow us at Emacs Stats, at Sean Hart, 
Izzo, at Sebaceous, at Quaz the Motor, at Black underscore Peace. And make sure you check out Black Peace's podcast, Talking Smoke. We will see you beautiful people next week. And please put your picks for the NFC and AFC Championship game in the comments, man. So we can show you some love or troll you if you get it wrong. Thank you for listening. See y'all next week.